So I decided it was time to have a a summer walk with Tim Etwistle, um, and Tim, we picked the day for it. It's bloody hot, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, perfect in a way. <laughs> so, so, look, Melbourne, which is where we are, the beautiful Melbourne Botanic Gardens, of which Tim is, for the moment, and we'll come to that, director. Um, it's one of the rare days of actual heat we've had this summer, 38 degrees as we stand here. We're standing on a perfectly green lawn, which you normally wouldn't be doing this time of year. So, yeah, there's lots of, lots of water under the ground. Yes. Plants are looking pretty good, and we're near what we call the summer or perennial border, and it's colourful as all hell. So there's, there's yellows yeah. and purples. the flowers are very happy, aren't they? And look, we do water it, so it's a garden bed that we put water into, but there's a few succulents there, like sedums there as well. That, you know, in the distance, the pineapple lily or eucomus, which sits upright, I've got one in my garden that just drops every day like today. It just right. falls over. So we, there's obviously a bit of water under here. I mentioned that for the moment, Director, because you're, you're leaving. I am in about six months' time. I'll, I've been here 10 years at the mm. Botanic Gardens in Melbourne, and I actually I worked here a long, long time ago as well, so I've had more time here. But it's, uh, I'm, I'm leaving Botanic Gardens. I'm leaving these kind of roles. I've done Sydney, Kew... Melbourne uh, in these senior roles and I, I need a bit of a break. You're tired of all the mowing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and all, all, all this intensive horticulture. I just can't, can't do it anymore. The work must be substantial and the the, the sense of, of care too, of, of something as historic as this and as, as fragile fundamentally. You, you get reminded when you get letters or you run into somebody or they, they accost you in the street and sort of suggest improvements to the garden. So often they're telling you how wonderful they love it, you know, they love the events we've been having, they love the, the beauty of these gardens and Cranbourne. But then, then there is that pressure because as soon as you do something new or you get a new a new person running a cafe, then you get somebody else say, I loved it how it was, I love the old food. And that, that kind of, wear, you know, it shouldn't wear you down, but after a while it does. And yet the history of this place in particular, and I don't know if this is true of other gardens, it must be of some, is that directors have, I mean, in one instance, almost levelled the thing and started again. They did. I mean, the early directors, of course, mm. did. And, and the, the landscape we have today is the, the second director, William Guilfoyle. So he created this, this, the bones of this. But what's lovely is even this border we're here staying next to now, that's a, that's a newish addition, the way it looks today. I mean, there was something here. But you keep adding bits and adjusting and yeah. trying to improve. And the trick must be to, to make those additions in a way that is in keeping, that enhances, that, that adds to that, that, that growing legacy. It is, although there's an interesting sort of um, footnote to that perhaps, that I think it's good to also test that uh, occasionally okay. and, and, and try a new thing. I mean, the arid garden was probably a little bit different. I was going to say, I, I'm thinking you know, of the legacy sort of things that you've contributed here. I would have thought the, the volcano, the arid garden, would be things that you would point to. Yes, well, the, vol the volcano just before I came, but the arid oh, garden... sorry. <laughs> that's take I'll, take, I'll take credit for that too. <laughs> but the arid garden, the sensory garden, the, the fern gully walks, things like that. So landscape additions that are... And even, I mean, not even, but the, the white oak we've talked about before with how we deal with an old tree that dies in a botanic garden and how we replace that and adapt to the climate. It's kind of at one end a fairly yes. scientific, serious thing, but it can be done with some creative flair. What's well, interesting because your, your successor here will will confront that, that challenge of, of, of great change in climate. More days like this. Where to next? I think we'll head down towards the lake because it's a, just a little bit warm up here on the high, high land. We can dabble our toes. <laughs> we can. Monstered by yields. 
Actually, you might notice that we're up here on the heights with a bit of wind blowing across and you'll see some of our new signage we've just put in. And I, I point to that because it's, it's orange in colour, which represents the high ground here in the gardens. And okay. we've, we've worked with uh, traditional owners, also Jeff Greenaway and his company, to try and embed something, not, not really overt, but sort of deeper within the signage. So this is... Uh, Narambunna, which means a, a, a point where you look out across the land, and that's a local Wurundjeri word. Jeff Greenway is an Indigenous architect working and practice here in Melbourne. Yes, yes, and he's been, he's been great to sort of get ideas and, and help us connect more strongly with, well, traditional owners, but also ways to, to make the signage um, reflect the, the deeper history of this, this land. Yeah without kind of not making it a botanic garden signage. Well, and it's a wonderful thing too to assert that, that sense of no matter what has happened here post-colonially, this is still country of the Wurundjeri people, that, that, that abides despite what's been planted on, in it and on top of it. That's exactly right. And, and this, I love this, the kind of the high ground, the, the water. There's also a colour and a marker for uh, a meeting area and for forest. And it makes you look at the land slightly differently because you do, you think, well, we are actually sitting on a hill, not just on the side of a botanic garden, which is perhaps yes, what you normally this think. Is, this is land. It has form. Mm. You know, I speak as someone of, of my age and the increasing consciousness of Indigenous culture amongst settler Australians and to say Birrurung and to know that that is the era, that again feels small but it's it's tremendously I think significant how, how now commonplace and sort of almost ubiquitous that sort of knowledge is. Yes I think it, it becomes part of the vocabulary and the way where we speak and I've noticed that it, it's become a more embedded and that's certainly the way we've approached with the signage as well is trying not to add I think as somebody expressed at once kind of berries and sticks to the signs but to think of a way of trying to reflect something a little bit deeper in there without without mm. being apologetic in a way I suppose and I'm not sure what the term is but it, and, and to me it, yes it's it's become part well, of our natural vocabulary. It's a simple recognition of a reality isn't it it's it's yeah neither plus or minus and there's another of your wonderful limes across it the water. Is. You're very good at recognising these, that's right. I remember we, we looked at this one I think from the other side the other that day. That's autumn I think last year. That's a Japanese lime so it's a slightly different species but again yeah beautiful form that, that sort of roundish yeah. I, I guess very Europe very un-Australian. Well, it's a real sort of bearskin hat yeah. kind of shape. Yeah, it, isn't is. it? <laughs> it is, that's right. Or um, are they the ones, so the, the, the people that go back and forth in front of the palace in One of them. London? Yeah, yes. one of them. <laughs> Beef eaters, that's right. No. No? No, they have like little boatery kind of things. Oh, oh okay. I mean, the, the, the busby, you know, the yeah. woolly hat. Yeah, yeah, the woolly hat. Yes, woolly not beef eaters. Okay. Oh, I know what you mean now. Yes, Thank yes, you. exactly. Thank you. I'll stick to the plants. <laughs> Best, I think. Uh, the governor's in, by the way. Uh, yes, you mean the yellow flag, which signifies she's in the house. Indeed. That's where the music's coming from, Johnson? Possibly. She's <laughs> a bit of doof at Government House. <laughs> We're moving into the shade, heading towards the, the lake and a lovely Japanese maple and uh, this, this conifer here, which is a, a spikier and darker leaf. And the combination of all these leaves and the shade they bring is a beautiful thing. Where are the yields at this time of year? 
on their way to Cairns or still I, down here? See, you, you always ask, you've asked me this question before and I, I, no, no, I, I no, 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 it's only because I never, I can never remember where they are. They're somewhere between here and the Coral Sea. Yeah. But I can't tell you exactly where. <laughs> I've, I've, I've always just stunned by that. Oh, it's, it's magnificent, isn't it? No, it's a beautiful thing. And the fact that they, they sort of cross the roads and go through culverts, and uh, it just seems absurd, really. Not to an eel. No, no, not to an eel. <laughs> in terms of watering and, you know, you're thinking about that in a garden like this, how much of it is on a an unchanging sort of rotation and how much of it is dependent on observations around weather and what you, what you can see coming up? It's a little bit of both now. It's a, there's been a lot of observation and measuring and you see little devices around the gardens where we, we look at how much water there is in the soil. So we do measure all that and then we set up an irrigation system that's based on that. So probably less though responding to say a hot day like today uh, generally but then you will see, we'll, we'll, like, we, like you do at home, we'll pop on sprinklers this morning or last night in, prepar- in preparation for today. Yeah. But the bulk of the watering is based on measurements we take of soil moisture over the whole year. So it's quite a, quite a very sort of scientific process these days as to how much water we need. And then, then occasionally we probably don't care so much. If there are plants that are a little bit more ephemeral or we're not so concerned with their survival, we, we'd be a little bit okay. less careful. Cavalry Cavalier. Well, you know, these are sort of uh, carpeting plants (laughs) that we can replace quite easily. Because, you know, if you're limiting water use, you want to focus on the plants that are important. really need it, yeah. Okay. So we go past this New Guinea fig, which is a beautiful plant, but it Mm. suffers in summer. Because it's probably in in a rainforest, I suspect, where it grows normally. So it's sitting out here, and it's the warm wind. You can see how the the leaves get a bit tatty. The leaves are bigger... Well, the leaves to the north there are, are suffering a fair bit. Almost, uh, I don't know how many, a couple of metres, two metres long, one metre long. And they're very large, yeah. but they just, they get flapped around in the hot wind. You've got a much bigger one of those, haven't you, on the other side of the That's lake? That's right, where it's a bit more protected and, it, and it's bigger. Yeah. And I think these are probably the same age, but they're just not quite surviving as well. I don't think we need to take a detour. The coolest part of the gardens is the fern gully, but yes, don't know yeah. whether you want us or we can sort of meander back up to where we started. What's your feeling, Jonathan? Oh, we can meander. We'll meander. We'll meander? What's that mean? That means we'll go... Well, why don't we... Which way would you like Let's to go? Let's go left. Let's, let's just yeah. drop to the edge of the fern gully, because it is at least five yeah. degrees cooler than everywhere else. Your bougainvillea is yeah. splendid. It is. It's, again, just, just fading. That, so they're looking a little dry. Now, what have you got in the middle of this little ponding here? There's some things netted. We have. So it's a whole bunch of um, similar plants to the outside as well. So there are some, some local Australian bulbs there in the, in the middle. And I'm trying to think what's in, what else? Some salvias, I think. This, it, it's planting out the island, but the reason it's all covered is, of course, the same reason you cover your fruits and vegetables at home. There are animals, particularly these these water birds and the, mm. that one with its bum in the air, that, that one would, would get in there and dig them up. It's just not sporting. No, no. So we have to cover them up for a little while and then hopefully we can take that off once they get to a certain size. And again, these lilies here, so these are uh, water lilies rather than lotus. So they're, and they're different colours, of course. There's yellows and pinks and blues and reds. They are also in pots underneath the water, okay. so they're contained to where they are. 
can only open up in the middle of the day. So if you yeah. come here too early, they're closed. But a reward for the, uh, the midday visitor. That's right, yes. Howdy guys, how are you? Hey. Good, Fern Gully to our left. That's and, right. And relief. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do an experiment, see how much cooler it is in there. Yeah, let's, let's do a test. Yeah, enough that I would stay in here rather than go out there. Yeah, and I think t today we're probably with this bit of a wind coming through. It's more more equilibrated or more like outside than even before. But see over there, so there's a bit of water spraying around as well. Yeah. Yeah, the bit of misting will yeah. cool it as well. There's a creek running under us here. Water and shade are good antidotes to heat. Yeah, and the ferns in here, the, the um, tree ferns, of course, all, all add. They, they feel cool, but they also do keep the air temperature cooler. It's a lot of greenery. Yes. Here we're just above a creek, aren't you? The air coming off of mm. the water. Mm. Lovely, cool, clear water. Let's jump in. <laughs> you probably can. It's um, it's uh, it's recycled water, but very well recycled. Yeah. It's such a lovely spot. It must be one of the most popular parts of the garden, I'm guessing. It is at this time of year. So this is popular now. The arid garden and sort of cacti. In winter, people sort of sort of move across to those areas. So, do, you, yeah. do you heat map visitors in some way? We we have been, and we've now we now sort of can track where visitors are and where they come from to some degree by the devices they carry. So that starts to give us a bit of oh, information. <laughs> no, no, no. This is all very legitimate. We don't take any private details, but it um, does allow us to see where somebody is and actually to get yeah get a sense of where they're moving around most. Happy ginkgo there. Yes, yeah. This is the ironwood, the um, parotia, which again I've got in my backyard. I haven't got. I've only got three trees, so we've seen two <laughs> of them so far. But it's a very beautiful autumn colour that one as well. Listeners who want to guess Tim's third tree, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll hold that. We'll hold that till next time. <laughs> See if I can show you one next time. And here's the oak lawn. And this, you know, in terms of places that attract people, this this is a you know 365 days a year kind yeah. of place. There's always some reason to be here. And it's actually we're probably in full acorn season now, so a lot of them are bearing their their fruits. But I'm not going to talk about oaks. <laughs> no, we <laughs> regular listeners <laughs> will be aware that Tim has a soft spot for the oak. Even hydrangeas, they're toughing it out. Yeah, they are, aren't they? You can see the one over here signalling that perhaps tonight would be a good time to water that one. <laughs> but they are, they do, I mean, it's surprising. They look like they hate it, but yeah. they, of course, spring back. and you... They sag very quickly, but recover yeah. <laughs> as quickly. So in some ways, they're not so bad. If you're willing to kind of put up with the look of them, um, they will get through the summer. I sense we're going up to higher ground again now. Johnson. I think we are. Yeah. We're climbing. What have you got happening here? There's some, some ground under repair, as they say, in golf. Well, there's a tree actually removed. So this was a um, one of our oak trees that was a younger one 
and one that we had quite a few of. It's a pin oak, or it was a pin oak. Uh And a few of the other trees nearby were being pushed backwards from it. So this one here, for example, which is older. You can see the lean. Yeah, and so we we thought we'll take that out and it allows the new trees nearby, which are more interesting, a couple from Mexico and things that are perhaps more climate adapted, although pin oaks are good, so it's not really that particularly in this case. But it, it creates a bit of space and a bit of air, and this tree was not a great specimen. So it's a a pragmatic choice to take it out really and those things that you know the relationships between trees sort of become well they change over time obviously as the things get bigger yeah and the one over near the, the white oak that, that we've left as a installation there there's a tree leaning out across that which is now was straightening itself straightening up, up exactly yeah. it, it's very quickly within a couple of years it's turned back into a normal shape almost although it's been helped i should say if my arborists are listening it's been helped by us very carefully taking weight off certain bits so we do we do sort of care for them and make sure they go the right way well tim that's our summer stroll yeah only a couple more of these to do between you and i in this place but uh, i mean hopefully we can um either either come here or we can be we can be liberated we could we could break free of the gardens of our choice that would be a nice idea, actually. There's plenty more gardens, almost of the equal. I think that's the challenge. Okay. And we've done quite a few years through the seasons here. We have. We have. We can break free. All right. Autumn and winter to come. <laughs> but uh, that's it for summer. Tim, thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.